Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game, call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgment and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here. So grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, you are listening to episode five of Tough Cookie Talks. Today, we are going to have a conversation about why you work out all the time but aren't getting any stronger. So this is a message that I got from one of my followers a while back, and she wanted me to explain to her why she worked out all the time, but wasn't getting any stronger. And so I started typing her a novel, and then I realized this. If I was gonna spend a bunch of time on a response to one person, I might as well turn that into some free content that others could benefit from as well, because I suspect that many others are wondering the same thing. Maybe it's you. Maybe you've been there. I've been there in this place where you feel like, why do I work out all the time? I feel like I am running in circles and running myself into the ground, but seemingly getting nowhere. This is a question I used to ask myself all the time. I would often liken this experience to the feeling of being on a treadmill that was going too fast, kind of clinging to the handlebars on the treadmill for dear life, because if I didn't at any moment, I would fly off the back and fall flat on my face and it would all go to shit. I also probably spent way too much time, way more time than I cared to admit, on the treadmill. Maybe you can relate. In any case, I am willing to bet that if you're somebody who likes to work out and you do it pretty regularly, you might be wondering why you aren't seeing the results that you want, why you're not getting any stronger, why you still can't do decent push-ups from a full plank, and why you don't look as quote unquote toned as the fitness influencers that you follow. So I have a few ideas as to why this might be the case if this is you. So let's break it down. Potential reason number one is that you work out too much, AKA you're not giving yourself a chance to rest and recover, also known as overtraining. So when this happens, little injuries can start to creep up. This is when your knee feels a little bit wonky. You tweak your lower back. Maybe your form starts to suffer mid-workouts. Muscles don't get stronger when you are doing the exercise. They get stronger afterwards if and when you give them the time and the fuel to repair and to recover. 
So when you decide that you're going to start doing yoga, but you will only do the heated class with the weights because it's harder on a side note, that's not actually yoga. That's yoga flavor group fitness. Um, another story for another day, but if you're doing this, you're likely setting yourself up for burnout. I used to see this at the yoga studio I taught at a lot. As an instructor, it was frustrating. To add to this, second reason is that you're doing mostly group fitness classes. Now, I want to be clear, not trying to bash group fitness. Group fitness is great. I get it. They're fun. Group fitness classes can be fun. So know that I'm not trying to bash them, particularly if you're somebody who teaches them. I used to teach them too. If you're doing group fitness for enjoyment, to get your heart rate up, to feel good for the endorphins, this is great. And if you're somebody who is completely new to working out altogether, and you start doing group fitness from a place of doing nothing, yeah, you're gonna get stronger and you're gonna see some results. But if you have been taking the same class format forever, eventually you'll probably stop seeing as much growth and progress as you did initially. So most group fitness classes are designed to fit a specific template and that can only take you so far. Plus in many group fitness settings, not all, but many, the instructors are not necessarily coordinating with each other. So if you decide that you're gonna take Hannah's class on Monday and Becky's class on Tuesday and Blake's class on Wednesday and Casey's class on Friday, chances are you're going to wind up doing the same exercises with the same weights the same way all the time. AKA every damn day you're doing squats with pulses and isometric holds to the beat of an entire Lady Gaga song. Is it fun? hundred percent. It's super fun. Does it quote unquote count as a workout? Absolutely. But is it help you getting stronger? Not as much as you may think. And we'll talk about why more shortly. This kind of plays into it. You may not be getting stronger if you are not lifting heavy enough. Now it doesn't make a difference if it feels hard in the moment. If you're only doing lighter weights, higher reps, you're likely selling yourself short. This by the way, is often what happens in group fitness classes, lighter weights, higher reps all the time. This is one style of training, one way to train, but it's maybe not getting you the variables, the variation that you need. Quote unquote heavy is relative. So lightweights, high reps might be really great for building endurance, but it's not actually going to help you get stronger and continue to get stronger if it's the only way that you ever lift. So if you hear people tell you to stop lifting heavy weights or particularly that women shouldn't lift heavy weights because it will make you bulky, stop listening to them. It's garbage advice and also stop listening to people who tell you that it won't make you bulky. Truth of the matter is it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's really hard to tell how your particular individual body will respond to lifting weights. Everyone is different 
everybody has a different capacity for building muscle for how their body type kind of shows up in the world. So the more important questions I think that we need to be asking when it comes to lifting heavy weights is why are we trading the chance to have strong, capable, functional bodies for the chance to perform to patriarchal beauty standards? If you want to get stronger, you're gonna eventually need more than three to eight pound dumbbells. I say that with a lot of love, but it's true. Here's another one that goes along with those last two. You may not be actually strength training, even though you're doing exercise with weights. I'm not trying to be the fitness gatekeeper over here. And I'm sorry to say this, but just because you happen to be holding weights doesn't necessarily equal strength training, particularly when you're doing everything at the same intensity, usually a very high intensity to, so that it feels like cardio. When you're doing exercises always at a high intensity so that it feels like cardio, you're likely not able to make the most of each exercise, meaning you're not able to get your full range of motion, you're not able to focus on good form, and you're not able to lift as heavy as you might otherwise be able to if you are slowing down, if you are sometimes taking longer rest periods in between exercises, in between sets. When you take every exercise and you turn it into HIT, high intensity interval training, or cardio, you may be trading that or selling yourself short when it comes to strength training and strength gains. Now, I will say this, there's nothing wrong with HIT or cardio. They are great. And let's use them for their intended purpose. Cardio and high intensity interval training serve different purposes than strength training. So a well-designed strength training program from a qualified coach will ebb and flow you through different rep and set ranges, different tempos, different intensities, and different exercise variations. In fact, if strength training or if building legit strength is actually your goal, following a strength training program is probably going to be your best bet. A strength training program from a qualified personal trainer who understands exercise science. And I'm going to throw this out there at the risk of pissing off some people that are group fitness instructors. And I don't care because I love you and I used to be one of you and I get it. But I've also experienced this in many group fitness certifications. They teach you how to safely teach the exercise format that you are trying to teach. Be that, I don't know, I don't actually, I don't, I don't even want to call out any particular group fitness trainings because I don't like to talk shit about anybody. I really try not to. And I also don't know what's entailed in every single group fitness training, but I can speak to the ones that I've done. They don't necessarily get really deep into exercise science and program design. They teach you to teach to a script and they teach you to teach something that is branded and created by somebody else, not necessarily always teaching you the exercise science behind it. 
okay? This is important to know. Group fitness instructors and personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches have very different areas of expertise and training, and they are not the same. Anyway, my other question for you. Are you actually interested in getting stronger? Or are you conflating the idea of getting stronger and looking toned or losing weight? Because they're not the same thing. Do you actually want to be stronger? Or do you want to look like what we've been conditioned to believe strong looks like in our culture, AKA lean with visible muscle definition? Get honest with yourself about what you want. Now, I don't blame you if that's what you do want. That's one of the most highly praised accomplishments and traits in our society. I say this often, like why wouldn't you want that? And also, the way that you'd need to work out and eat in order to achieve that particular look are very different than if you're training for general strength and fitness with your whole health in mind. In fact, I feel like in many cases, the behaviors to pursue those two goals are in, in some cases opposite of each other. They're different. They're different. And also I'm willing to bet that if you knew what it took to get that look, you wouldn't actually be interested in doing it, at least not for the long term. Just ask anybody that you know that's ever been a bikini competitor or a bodybuilder. A lot of very specifically timed and restricted and calculated nutrition goes into that. One of the other reasons you might not be getting stronger is that you're not tracking your progress. Now, hear me out on this one because a former version of me would have told you that you don't have to track your progress. My take on it now is that you still don't have to, but also tracking your fitness progress is not inherently diet culture. And if you follow other anti-diet culture fitness professionals, this is something that you might hear. I believe that there are plenty of ways to track your progress that don't involve being obsessive about it or being overly focused on aesthetics. And also before you do this, it's important to consider where you are in your relationship with exercise. You want to make sure that you're not trading, measuring your worth by the number on the scale or the amount of weight you can lift or let me rephrase that. You want to make sure that you're not trading measuring your worth by the number on the scale for measuring your worth by the amount of weight you can lift. Two different flavors of the same shit sandwich. I should put that on a t-shirt. I should make merch. Would you buy it? <laughs> anyway, all that being said, if you don't know where you're going, you might end up somewhere you don't want to be. So making a few notes when you're lifting weights about how much you lifted, how many reps and sets you did, how it felt along the way can help you to reach a strength goal if that's what you have. Another reason you might not be getting stronger is that you're taking advice that wasn't meant for you. So 
It's important to be really discerning when you're following health and fitness advice on the internet. Most content creators, here's, here's a spoiler alert for you. Most content creators, that is people who have podcasts like this one, who have blogs like I also have, who post on Instagram all the time, have a certain person in mind when they create posts. I, for example, often write with a former version of myself in mind. I speak with a former version of myself in mind. So that's somebody who genuinely likes to work out, but sometimes takes it a little too far. And somebody who has started learning about diet culture and why it's harmful, and also wants to figure out how fitness fits into their life without it. So here's what I want you to know. Some personal trainers are speaking to people who have never worked out in their lives. Some are speaking to competitive athletes, but not all of them are talking to you. And so following advice that wasn't meant for you will only help you to reach someone else's goals. And here's another unpopular opinion. We weren't all meant to be skinny or muscular, or dare I say it, even super freaking strong. And I don't want that to discourage you because I truly, truly believe that strength training is for everybody. Everyone can get stronger. Everyone can build muscle. And it doesn't necessarily come as easily to every single person, at least not in the same way. So let me share something that may surprise you. It does come easily to many of the people who work in the fitness industry, because I think we all sort of gravitate towards careers that are suited to the things that we're good at and that we enjoy. Don't you think so? Now, that's not to say that people don't work hard. We do. But here's another confession. I might not be the most naturally skinny person, but I'm also not naturally fat either. I'm the type of person who builds muscle easily. I, for example, have more fast twitch muscle fibers, which means that I am more suited to activities like the explosive kettlebell swings and heavy snatches that you might see me posting in my Instagram stories. Things that I really suck at and don't do much of, distance running, math, most things that are even remotely adulty. That's just me. But I'm sharing that with you because the next time you feel bad that you don't look or perform like your personal trainer, imagine them trying to do your job or a hobby that you're really good at and then have a good laugh because we would probably suck at it. We would probably suck at it. And a lot of personal trainers would not necessarily admit that, but think about it. It's true. I'm going to share a quick story with you about this. I was working with a client one time who happened to be a lawyer and I was standing there and we were warming up and I was having him do an ankle mobility exercise and I was demonstrating it for him. And he was having the hardest time circling his ankle. 
And he's like, Jenny, you make that so easy. How do you just circle your ankle like that? I'm like, dude, this is my job. This is literally my job to be able to circle my ankle. And you understand the law. We all have different strengths and that is good and it is okay. Well, I guess that was a lot of tough love right there. If you've ever heard me, if you've ever heard me use the words tough love to describe the work that I do, that's about what it sounds like. That's about what it sounds like. It's probably a lot of stuff that you didn't want to hear today. A lot of stuff that could be a tough pill to swallow. But also there's something really freeing, I think, about knowing that you're not broken or that there's nothing wrong with you. You've likely been following advice that's not right for you or have had unrealistic expectations all along. And that's the big takeaway that I want you to have from this episode. If you feel like you're running yourself into the ground and you're not seeing the results that you want, it is not because you're broken, it is not because your body is wrong, and it's not because there's some big piece of the puzzle that you're missing. You are not broken. I cannot emphasize that enough. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, make sure that you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.